Hey everyone, it's Buana. And this is Gwen. And you're listening to The The Page Turner. Hey everyone, and welcome back to The Page Turner. As always, I'm Buana. And I'm Gwen. And we have a very somber Almost. But, but exciting. I mean, it's exciting for us. <laughs> News. for you. Yeah. This will be officially the last podcast Episode. of the Page Turner. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's the last podcast ever for Los Gatos. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be projects, you know, in the future. But if you so guys we- recall, uh, the Page Turner is named because it's done by... The Pages. Here at the library. But exciting news. So this is we're sad, but it's really exciting because the reason why this is happening is because we've both changed jobs. We've advanced in our careers. Woo! Which it was always the goal. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we're both graduating, and mm-hmm. so we've been moving on. Gwen, I will let you tell your exciting news. So it's really happening. I'm <laughs> becoming a children's librarian at another library. Yeah. I, Woo. So exciting. Do a nice quiet clap. I don't hurt their ears. Delicate. Yeah. Um, And then I'm a library assistant now, not a page. Um, So this this means that you'll actually see me, if you Mm -hmm. haven't already, on the desks. So upstairs at the reference desk or down at the children's desk. And I've been doing that for a couple weeks, and it's really exciting. Yeah, so that means, of course, that we're both not pages. Yeah. Um, it's bittersweet. We're moving on. We're, we're advancing in our careers, but it means we don't get to do this anymore. Yeah. But we still have a great episode for you planned, and to end this streak, we also have a guest speaker. It's Carrie. Say hi, Carrie. Hi. So Carrie is another one of our wonderful librarians here, and she is in charge of the sci-fi section. And, and that, fantasy. And fantasy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> sci-fi and fantasy. Very, very big job because I feel like that's a little bit trickier because I feel like people don't jump to the new things as easily that are in sci-fi as fantasy as they do in fiction. So, you know, I, I love your little displays because it's always trying to get people to read. Like, no, read this. Unsuccessfully. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's tough. But... As a result of that, that is why we read the book that we read this time, which is Binti by... Nadia Korafor. Yes. <laughs> I've practiced. Yes. Great like job. Like one said. Great job. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it's... Uh, here's the reason why we read this book. It's a... I bullied them. Yeah. For months. Months. <laughs> relentless bullying. We did a book face. Oh, yeah. We did. We Check did. out our Instagram. Yeah, book face Friday. Oh, I did. Yeah, that was with me. Yeah, yeah. You, you were you were you were Binti with the I, old cover. I am Binti. Yeah. So, Carrie, do you want to tell us a little bit about the collection? Because I feel like a lot of people have preconceived notions of what sci-fi fantasy is, and mm-hmm. it's not necessarily what it actually has become recently. Sure, that's a really good point. I mean, to begin with science fiction and fantasy are actually two very distinct collections Mm -hmm. and it's a little confusing that we just lump them together here but um part of that's a space issue (laughs) yeah yeah to make things easier for people but people tend to think of the classic science fiction works which i love very much but the whole genre of science fiction and fantasy is really opening up right now which is one of the reasons why i pressured you guys to read Binti. Yeah, I know. It's great. Um, we're moving into things like Afrofuturism, mm-hmm. grimdark fantasy, uh, new forms of space opera, all kinds of great stuff that tackles a lot of different voices and issues. And in fact, a new term that's sort of been coined is speculative fiction. 
mm-hmm. which tends to encompass both science fiction, fantasy, and a lot of things that might have fallen previously under magical realism or some form of fiction. Oh, okay. yeah. So the lines between uh, new science fiction and fantasy and contemporary fiction are really starting to get more blurred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just want to point out that I think a lot of people think of science fiction and fantasy like poetry, which is that there's this kind of intimidation, this idea, oh, well, I don't read poetry, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or I don't get science fiction. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, is that most of the movies and television shows that people watch are sci-fi fantasy based. Yeah, yeah. That's a good so it's really something to think about when you're reading is okay, so I love uh, Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, what can great I read show. like that? Yeah, it yeah. is a great show. It's terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. <laughs> and actually a lot of science fiction and fantasy is being adapted. There's there's a huge demand for it. Neil Gaiman stuff, Altered Carbon, mm-hmm. all of Philip K. Dick. Uh, lots of things are being optioned for the big and small screen. Yeah, and that's great. Yeah, so like you said, that is why you wanted us to read it so badly. Because I think we've done some sci-fis, but it's been pretty the classic yeah. stuff. We haven't yeah. branched out. And sci-fi and fantasy, you really like fantasy, but it's definitely, I don't think, a num- uh, like what we know a lot about. Yeah. Individually. I definitely know I don't. (laughs) Especially what it's becoming. Mm -hmm. And the Mm -hmm. the more complexity and all of that that it's turning into, that I'm less familiar with. Like, I'm really familiar with the classics and Mm -hmm. what it typically is. But, you know, Afrofuturism, that's something really new to me. This is the first Mm -hmm. Afrofuturistic book I've read. Yeah. So it's really nice to be able to sort of try, like, test out the waters, see what that's all about. Yeah. And I just want to put a plug. One of the reasons why I think this book is a, is a good place to start is because Aneti is Nigerian. She's born in this country, but she's Nigerian. Oh, neat. And Nigeria actually has a really rich tradition of speculative fiction that goes back to the 50s. So some of the best Afrofuturism that's being published right now is coming out of Nigeria. Which is so cool. That's so mm-hmm. neat. So, Binti... What would you rate it? What were your thoughts? Tell us as the expert. <laughs> I'm the one who made you guys read it. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> well, Bindi's a novella, so that can be a tricky format because novellas oftentimes leave you wanting more mm-hmm. and sometimes don't get to the same kind of rich world building, which I think is the heart of a lot of fantasy. Yeah. Gwyneth and I both agree that world building is a huge part mm-hmm. of what involves you in fantasy and science mm-hmm. fiction too. I think one of the good things is that it's a trilogy and it's now been published as a single volume. Oh, oh. So, And with an additional, I think with at least one more additional Binti story, so you can read it as a novel. That, that is that neat. would be really nice. Yes. Yeah. And I think when you read the whole trilogy, there's just an amazing arc of the character and the world building, and things just keep getting more beautiful and weird and unraveled as you go along. Like, there are parts that are kind of shocking, and then there's parts that are just really gorgeous. I'm going to ask you after, tell me what happens. (laughs) Yeah, I need to know now. Um, So, But you can also read it just as a story of a young woman's development. Mm -hmm. It's a very much coming-of-age story, and one of the things I love about it is that it's crossover for our teens because Mm. our teen collection has a lot of fantasy. Yeah. And our teens really love to read that. And so I'm always looking for things that can be crossover from young adult fiction. Yeah. 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 I think she's just such a great character. And Nettie is an amazing, amazing writer. Have you read anything else from her? Yes. 
Oh, so she has uh, two young adult novels that are really big that are wonderful, which I highly recommend. Oh. A lot of people call them the Nigerian Harry Potter. We, and that's, I, I've never heard of these. No, wow. They're so great. It's called Akata Witch and Akata Warrior. I think I've heard of these. I yes. looked at them. Yes. <laughs> but they're YA, so I and walked on I by. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. Some, of her, that, some of her best work and like completely, they take place in Nigeria, really steeped in Nigerian mythology, but with a very similar structure as Harry Potter. So I think it's mm-hmm. very relatable and people can really get into them. And then she has a really great first contact science fiction novel, Lagoon, which we, which we own. And her, Probably her most acclaimed book so far, Bindi aside, is Who Fears Death. Oh, wow. So she's very prolific at some Yeah, she is. She is. And she's gaining a lot of recognition right now. Actually, Who Fears Death has been optioned, I think, by Amazon. Ooh. Wow. That was my next question. Um, Sometimes we talk about uh, TV shows and um, film adaptations. And books yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, so who, um, I know Who Fears Death has been optioned, and wow. um, Neil Gaiman and Ursula Le Guin both wrote blurbs for Binti. They're both fans of her. Wow. She's just a really beautiful writer on top of everything else. Yeah. Matt, imagine having, you know, those names. Yeah, like, yeah. Advocating for your work and everything like that. That's yeah. so awesome. So five out of five stars? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I would say... Within the parameters, I talked about it being a novella series and being more of a crossover mm-hmm. novel. I'm going to refer to the trilogy as a novel. You know, Binti is what? like It's a hundred like, pages. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. the, the character herself is like 16, I think. Oh, she's very we, young. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's just something to bear in mind, you yeah. know. But I think within that genre, it's it's really solid. And, oh, okay. you know, I would... I would we give it five out of five. Yeah. What about you, Glenn? <laughs> I would probably give it a four out of five, mostly because, like, I was really interested in the world that she started building, but it, like you said, it was a novella, so I should take that with a grain of salt, but I wanted more. I yeah. it felt like it wasn't terribly complex yet, like it hadn't reached that point, and the story wasn't very complex, but I feel like it could get there. If To me, which is funny you say that they've turned the three of them into a novel, basically, <laughs> is... It felt like the first third of a novel to me. <laughs> yeah, which is what it is. Yeah. So I kind of wish she had originally just done it as a novel mm-hmm. because as it stands alone, it just feels like an introduction. Yeah. But I just want to interject toward it does a whole novella line. And I think what it is oh, okay. is it's an exploratory thing, the way they launch authors oh, okay. and genres. Oh, okay. And then they go then, then they usually go back and they end up like re releasing things in hardcover or going for longer work. So did she I mean, I don't know if you know, did she write the entire thing and then break it up? That I don't know. I've wondered about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could imagine, especially because all three are pretty short. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I could imagine that she definitely knew the beginning and the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah. like she, but yeah. did she write it all or did she? Yeah. Oh, I know, I know the whole story was inspired by jellyfish that she saw. at an And that makes sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So let me finish you. You finish your review. Yeah, you you give your your rating. Okay, because yeah. we were talking about the jellyfish like creatures in the book. The medus. Because mm-hmm. I loved the characters, so I would give it. I'm again. I'm so so picky with my sci-fi, so I'm gonna give it I three and a half. Yeah. It wasn't a bad story or anything. I just if I'm not like 
overwhelmingly wowed. I usually just go oh, three and a half, four, four. but yeah, I liked it. And again, the characters, I got really excited near the end when, oh, I can't say because no spoilers yeah, no. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked when the, certain things happen. Exactly. I liked when people stopped being enemies. There's almost that one dimensionalness that has to come with when you run into someone who you, mm-hmm. you're an adversary mm-hmm. against, you're not going to know them that well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then as it goes on, you, you get to learn a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got really excited. But then, like you guys said, it ended. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I think I think I give it a higher review having read the whole trilogy mm-hmm. and knowing yeah. the whole arc. That makes sense. You know, rereading the book itself, yeah, I would say that there's, there's a definite simplicity to it, and it spends a lot of time setting up, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, so you may feel like I didn't get as much meat as I wanted from this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, but I also was struck rereading it by some really nice analogies with the outsider experience and with entering into the mainstream. Yeah, yeah it was, there were a lot of strong tones of really understanding that she has been othered, like both in her home world, not in her home area, but on the planet of Earth, mm-hmm. she has been othered and she's accustomed to that. So she knows how to sort of walk that path in some ways. And you see that echoed down the line, and I don't want to go into too many details, but you see that echoed down the line where she sort of takes that and uses it, right? Like, yeah, it, it, I mean, her experience with being outsider or other becomes her strength. Yeah. It becomes, without giving away too much, it becomes a powerful tool for survival mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, and a source of power in this yeah. new world, in this new situation for her. Yeah. And I think that's really nice because you can read that historically and mm-hmm. culturally and politically, but you can also just read that on a personal level. Yeah. yeah. Like, we've all had things that we experience that we can either take on and use Mm -hmm. to become stronger people or it defeats us. So Mm -hmm. in some ways it's very relatable, but in other ways it's really inspiring in some ways. Yeah. And unique to her perspective, to the author's perspective. Very much. Um, you know, what her, yeah, her her environment's like growing up and just living in. Yeah. So it, it walks that line in some ways. I don't remember where I heard this, but it, it makes it relatable enough for us to empathize with her, mm-hmm. but it's still her story. It's still her taking on that strength and, and using it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. It, it helps us empathize in some ways, but it, like, and put ourselves in that location. But we know it's not our experience. But it's not our experience. Yeah. So and we learn from it. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. that is the reason why I love to read fantasy is because it can take familiar, exactly. sometimes painful or too conflicted or overthought issues mm-hmm. and puts them in this new, completely foreign context. Almost neutral that, context. Yeah, that gives, exactly. It makes it safe to It talk gives about. you a distance mm-hmm. and enables you to see it in a whole new way. Mm-hmm. Well, like you said, sci-fi, the, um, again, it's not like one of my genres I'm really familiar with, but I remember, like, even the books we had to read in school, like, I had to read Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula Le Guin, and I, like, it really hit me, like, this is a genre where they can talk about and discuss things Mm -hmm. in ways that it's fine. Like you said, it's okay, quote-unquote, okay to do that. And that was what excited me about Mm sci-fi when I dipped my toes into it. Absolutely. I mean, like, you can read Asimov 
and be like, this is a book about robots, but it's actually a book about what it means to be human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes, Isaac Asimov, yeah. You know, same with Bradbury, um, colonizing Mars, you know, and then, well, how does that reflect our culture? Yes. Where uh, we're headed, you know. And I it's know brilliant. You I, yeah, about that. yeah, we, I, we had a whole discussion about... Um, Martian Chronicles. Thank you, The Motion Chronicles, which is now one of my favorite books of all time, which is just, again, not being a sci-fi person for that to be a thing is just, yeah. 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 So, I mean, you can read fantasy just to enjoy, like, dragons Mm -hmm. or White Walkers. You know, I think A Game of Thrones made that really obvious and apparent to everyone. But you can also read fantasy, and again, like in The Sound of Fire and Ice, to learn about history, mm, to learn about human nature, to learn about politics and intrigue and mm-hmm. all kinds of things like that. Yeah. So you you can have both. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the things I love about fantasy is the rules are different. You can do anything. You're making mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. You don't have to follow the rules of this world because you're making your own. Yeah. So the potential in that if authors are willing to take those steps and really try something new is just it's amazing yeah, yeah. and it's exciting <laughs> but well thank you so much thank it was you for so exciting yeah we wanted this makes the you know our last episode so special yeah and um I know, oh, I'm sad you guys are leaving. I know, us too. I know, it's like, yeah. we're so excited, but we're also like, man, we really love doing this. I know. <laughs> I'm like, can I make another podcast somewhere else? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, and I, so we like to do read-alikes. And you did mention a whole bunch of books, so you can totally just repeat um, a previous book you already mentioned. Or, okay. But if you know if you love this, do you have any other books that um, people might want to read? Yeah, I mean, if you love this, I would plug all of her other stuff. Um, I would also plug the woman who wrote the foreword for the hardcover oh, edition okay. of this, which is N.K. Jemisin, mm. who is brilliant. She wrote um, a trilogy. Well, wasn't it like back-to-back Hugo Awards? The Broken, the Broken oh. Earth trilogy. The first yeah. person ever to win three back-to-back Hugo and Nebula. Three. I didn't even know it was wow. three. For, and three for years the in a row. Yeah. Um, but this, Binti, reminds me in particular of the Inheritance trilogy. Oh, okay. And I would highly recommend that if if you loved this. I'd also recommend the Darker Shade of Magic trilogy, which Love is it. another crossover fantasy <laughs> series. And this is Gwen's plugging set in this is set in an alternate London and it's got a very different feel to it, but it's a similar sort of arc. And I have been reading some amazing fantasy based on Russian uh, folk and fairy tales, which Ooh, is very that hot sounds right amazing. now. Yeah. I so, love Russian literature. <laughs> yeah, Uprooted is one I would... One By is, Naomi... Yes, Naomi Novik. You might actually yeah. like that one. Okay, I which, see it all the time. She's doing great stuff. That won the Nebula in 2016. It did. I would not say it's like earth-shaking, but it's a fantastic read. It's okay. just a really great, enjoyable read. And I am in love with The Bear and the Nightingale and that whole Winter Night trilogy by Catherine Arden. Okay, I've heard of that one too. See, all these things I've seen, yeah. but mm-hmm. I just... And again, these are all kind of coming-of-age stories uh, that talk about outsiders, and they have some elements of darkness in them, and they do some really fantastic world-building. Yeah. Neat. Well, thank you so much, Kelly. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you out there. Yeah. Well, I will. <laughs> but yeah, I thanks, mean, I'll Kaylee. be around for a few more. Oh weeks. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gone. Bye, whatever. Bye. <laughs> no. Bye. Um, yeah. No, thank you so much. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, keep reading. Yes, yes, keep reading always. 
So here we go. So you know how it goes, spoiler section. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to hear without your headphones, throw your phone. Um, and yeah, let's get right into it. Um, yes. Like we had talked about, it is a novella, so it's pretty short. Mm-hmm. So, But, I mean, still a lot happens in the yeah. sense that it's a very deep book. You can read a lot of things into it. But in the grand scheme of things, also, really, she makes a trip from point A to point B. Yes. she's <laughs> And a couple other things happen. But for the most part, this, which is why we were always, well, I was saying that it felt like the beginning of a book to me. Yeah, it very much is an intro yeah. to the trilogy. But... Doesn't mean stuff doesn't go down. Exactly. Like, I was, um, so, I mean, I guess we can talk about it. True. So she's going from one, her home planet to another, Mm -hmm. um, to go to this university, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I think that's a really fascinating reason for it. She doesn't want some adventure in the sense of going to... Yeah, absolutely. She's not, like, going on an adventure. She's going to school. Yeah. And I also kind of like that Earth is not, it's not an Earth-centric sci-fi book, you know what I mean? Yeah. The school is... The best in the galaxy, the best in the but that's not Earth. No. So that, yeah, that's a really exciting aspect as well. It's all, you know, um, made up places that, you yeah. know, she's writing about. So that's cool. But on the way there... Oh, my God. The, huh. the scene that you were talking about. Yeah. Just going to the dining room, the dining hall, and she's crushing hard on this. Yeah, place. yeah. So this is what we're talking about. Like, stuff goes down. So she's... Yeah. She... There's a time where she, you know, you meet everyone. She meets everyone. Mm-hmm. She has a cool group of friends. And she yeah. does a little... A little very quick summary about how things have been going. And then mm-hmm. she goes to the dining hall... Just chilling, having some having some lunch. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she's looking over longingly at the boy she's got a crush on and just his chest explodes. Yeah. So there's Ugh. a giant... And I was listening to it on audio. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I had to oh, like, rewind. Because it was so, like, jarring. She was yeah. all, like, happy-go-lucky and there was a huge massacre. Yeah. On the ship. And she... To her credit, man, in in moment of crisis, actually was like, okay, I need to grab food because I'm gonna go hide. Yeah, like she thought about it. She, I would have just been running, I, yeah. but she grabbed supplies. Seriously, on her way I'd to have the been room. gone and probably dead. Yeah, and we had talked about you know her otherness, and we I don't want to give away too much how it goes down, but she survives until yes. they get to their destination. Because of who she is yeah. and how unique she is, yeah, she's able to do that, and yeah, it's it's really neat. There's this whole um, race of creatures mm-hmm. that feel wronged, rightfully so, yes, because the people whose planet they're all going towards, she's not one of them, yeah, stole something from them, yeah. and they feel like that's an act of aggression. It and was an act of war, like, and they were very. She explains them as very uh, honor bound and almost logical in a way of just these are our rules this is what you did this is what that means in our yeah. rules and so this is how we're going to respond it, in a lot of ways it's the start of her sort of not rationalizing but almost understanding these what, what the, the medu yeah empathizing Medus? with them Medus. yeah and these are like so. Kelly told us that the creatures are like jellyfish, which because, is exactly how I imagined. Yes, them. I like. Did you imagine them like light blue though? Kind like, of. Imagine them like light blue, like almost translucent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like just kind of floating. I don't know if they were actually floating or if they were walking on their tentacles, but I was like, they're just kind of floating along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I can't believe this whole story was inspired by a jellyfish that oh, yeah. the author saw. Yeah. So. It's very, yeah, like you said, logical, but the logic 
is something that you could empathize with oh, because it makes sense. Yeah. Like, she takes that moment and sort of starts seeing things from their perspective, and she's like, I get it. What you did, your response to this is absolutely reasonable, and here's what I can offer you, not yeah. just to save my life, but <laughs> also because you were wronged. Like, yeah. let's see if we can fix And this. appealing to the logic by saying, okay, that makes sense, but does your plan make sense? Exactly. To slaughter everyone that are innocent and I had no part of this. And will inevitably end in you failing and, and dying too. Exactly. Maybe there's a better way for us to deal with this. <laughs> maybe. Just maybe. We can maybe come up you with should something. listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm valuable. But yeah. there's this whole um, richness to her character mm-hmm. where she comes from her, the parts of herself that are very important to her and important to when you think about it just because it's different mm-hmm. um it's important to everyone our hair yeah our you know where we come from what we yeah. look like um exactly it it becomes her strength and everything yeah so that's a really that was a really interesting and cool aspect there was something else i wanted to say about this series or this book i haven't read the whole series yet <laughs> um is that one of my complaints and we've talked about it in the past when we've done sci-fi books mm-hmm is I always get really frustrated with the characters because the <laughs> characters in sci-fi have a tendency to be very boring yeah. and one note, and they don't feel real. Whereas this character felt very real to me. Mm-hmm. Like, she was well-rounded, well-thought-out. She felt like a real person, like it was actually in a real person's head, Yeah, which is unusual in my experience with sci-fi fantasy. And I'm really excited that it's starting to change and there's starting Mm -hmm. to be more characters that are actually feeling real. So it's not just about building a world. Mm -hmm. In this situation, they were also building a character. Yes. They're not placeholders so that the story can just happen to them. Yes. They are active participants in the story. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's there's something, there has been something heroic in an ordinary person getting this destiny thrown on them, but frankly, that's really boring. Yeah. You know, I don't want a character that has to be dragged into something. Like, give me a character like her who starts her own adventure. She may be, the narrative doesn't go how they envisioned, and that's where the excitement and nervousness and conflict, you know, and that's where the adventure comes from. Yeah. But the character is saying, I'm doing this. Yeah. And again, it's so cool that it's not, she's not going after some hidden treasure. She's going to school. Absolutely. She's really excited because she's the first of her people to be accepted in this university. And it took her, like, and I guess that's also another thing where it's, you can see the strength that she shows later in the story at the beginning of the book because it mm-hmm. took a lot of courage for her to leave her people. Yeah. Because that's not something they didn't they want did. her to go. Yeah, that's not something, like, in that culture, that's not something you do mm-hmm. because you become changed the moment you leave. Mm-hmm. And so you hear it again and again in the book where she's like, I've died, I died the day I left. And she died again when the when the disaster happened. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. Her sort of self-reflection and looking inward. And you see the complexity of her character, which is why she felt so real. You mm-hmm. see the strengths she shows on that first, like in the first 10 pages, yeah. sort of echoed throughout the, the rest of the book. Which I think is another thing that people can empathize with because... You know, we we have all these life goals and kind of goalposts that we yes, set yeah. as human beings. And you don't realize actively how much 
it changes you when you're changing environments. Oh, yeah. When you're doing this, when you're taking that risk. It may not be an epic adventure, but you are, you know, dying and becoming something else with yeah. each one of these moments. Exactly. And so, I mean, it just... Again, I gave it three and a half stars, but that's not because I didn't think it was a good story. I yeah. just... It takes, you know, a lot more to, to wow me, but I think it... I think it's... It's there. It, yeah, it's unique. Yeah. It's just not my thing, but it's so yeah. unique, and I can see all the love and detail yes. that the author put into the story. Yeah. Um, um, are you going to read the rest of the series? Uh, probably not, just because I... Yeah. <laughs> I don't have enough... I have so many books I need to read. Yeah. Um, but... I definitely would be recommend. It's one I would recommend okay. to people to read. I think it's yeah. worth, it has high value in yeah. um, passing the recommendation on. Yeah, uh, I think I'm going to read the rest of them because it has the potential. And like, fingers crossed, the other two are yeah, take let that me know. and run with it. Because it's refreshing in a lot of ways. Because yeah. it seems like the world, she hasn't really developed it as much yet. It's kind of there. She's developed the characters first. Yeah. Which... I love some world building, so I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that she gets into that later. Yeah. she. I'm sure she'll expand yeah. on it. But yeah, no, let me know what you think. and how, I would love to discuss, like, what comes next. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's our... That's our that's time. the end of our episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's our time. <laughs> Again, thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us. Yeah, we've had people tell us, come up to us in the library and tell us how much they've enjoyed the podcast yeah. and things like that. Um, so yeah, as always, thank you so, so much for listening. It's been a real learning experience for us. This mm-hmm. is, it was new when we started out, but we've really enjoyed being able to provide this for the community yeah. and for the listeners who maybe don't live in Los Gatos. Yeah, we surprisingly have quite a few yeah. not in Los Gatos, um, <laughs> but we appreciate them all, and it's just been so great. So thank you for coming along to this part of this development for Los Gatos Library, yeah. but also for um, our us careers. yeah. Yeah, um, it's just been so great. So thank you so, so much, and yeah, this has been... You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or on our webpage via direct RSS feed. We would be very grateful if you would subscribe or write a review wherever you listen. Thank you all for listening. This has been The Page Turner. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily represent those of the Los Gatos Library or the town of Los Gatos.